Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Ramp Check Podcast. I'm Tony. I'm Aaron. Good evening. I'm Ryan. <laughs> Good Lord. You always, you, Ryan, you always God. leave us hanging. You guys always it's, laugh at my intro. What the hell? Well, it's like, it's like, hi, I'm well, Tony. We feel bad, and then we feel bad for you, brother. And, and then Aaron's right yeah. next. And then it's like. Ryan, are you still there? Oh, and here's Ryan. It's it anyway. It's like our it's like our trademark uh, yeah. intro. But anyway, everybody, it's another edition of the Ramp Check podcast <laughs> and uh, we've already introduced ourselves. Um and uh wow, what what an episode with Val Walker on our last episode. Yeah. I know, that was so much fun. We got a lot of good feedback with that episode. That was uh that was yeah, she... pretty amazing. She was really fun. It was just really cool being like in her office, kind of like on her on her turf, and she was just so in, inviting and warm, and and uh, it was just so much fun. Like I kind of forgot we were recording after a little bit. It was almost like we were just visiting with her, you know. And we could have done it all yeah. day, to be honest. Yeah, we could have. That, that could have been a long episode. We probably should have just stayed there and. Um you know, maybe had some lunch and, and, you know, just kept recording and split it up into like two or three episodes because she, she has so much history in, in her career. And I mean, what was 40 years plus in aviation? I mean, uh-huh. yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Awesome amazing. story. I mean, no, I mean, all of our guests are, are such a blast, but I mean, it, it's doing all these and, and then, you know, that last one we did with Val, it just shows like, I don't know, if, I guess what I'm trying to say is that this is why we love doing it. Oh, yeah. These experiences and getting so many great people. Well, and it's so cool because yep. even, <laughs> thanks, Ryan, um, even with all the... Uh, with, with all the aviation guests that we've had, I mean, we've had, and I and I can't even name them all. And if I if I leave you out, I'm sorry. You're not you're not being omitted. I'm just you know 52 year old brain here. Um, but uh, just all the different diverse backgrounds. I mean, you've got you know someone like Val Walker, who's who basically paved the way for female airline pilots i mean female pilots mm -hmm. you know but yeah. um um but being the first female captain for western airlines and then moving on to delta and just the story of how she got there um is is pretty amazing and you're fascinated by that and then you've got and then on the other end of the spectrum you got pig <laughs> right. yeah, he's like, so true he is like the man's man of fighter pilots you know the the man's how do you want to say that it's so funny yeah <laughs> yeah he's, uh, 
we literally do have every end of the spectrum. We do. Um, and as our guests and our friends, this is it's great. And you know, oh yeah, had, we've had as young as what? Young as nineteen and Yeah. And <clears throat> as old as like um I don't wanna uh, right. say Val's age, <laughs> as, but as you know, I, I know how most women are about that, but uh <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I mean we've definitely had everything on every end of the spectrum and you know, I'm just reiterating what you guys are saying. It just kind of makes it fun to hear every which way of story. And we got everything from spotters to av geeks to career pilots to, yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. And we're going to keep it coming. Right, yep. brothers? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and speaking of that, when we were uh, interviewing Val, we had talked about what episode she was, and uh, right. it's a, it was actually episode 60. Yeah, I was going to um, bring that up. So, with, so, Yeah, yeah, with Val. I think we said it was 58, but uh, it was actually 60 yep. uh, with Val. So. I was, wow. Uh, I thought I looked that up, but maybe I missed a couple of uh, ones where we just yeah. played some uh, sound bites rather than actually did a podcast. Yeah. So that's okay, brother. Numbers are hard. Yeah, well, I was only <laughs> off by two. That's not that bad. <laughs> wow, but sixty episodes, guys! Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is sixty-one. We're recording right now. Yep. So yep. yeah, this and, is this is great, and you know, for the list, I've got our podcast. Uh, list actually pulled up with guests. We we uh-huh. should go through real quick just to kind of recap for everybody that may be new. List find people what great interviews uh, and episodes we do have. Uh huh. Um, I th- if I you agree. want me to do that, yeah, let's let's do that. Let uh, me, uh, <laughs> go for it. I'm gonna pull it up too. So um, um uh, yeah. So anyway um. So going back to episode seven, uh, Warriors Over the Wasatch Air Show, we did those interviews uh, at the air show, which was cool. That was the first time that, that we had Fast on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, uh, and Mrs. Fast. Lauren. And La- I was just going to say, and his wife, Lauren. Um, we also had um, a couple... Uh, you know, people that were actually at the show, you know, just air show crowd. Right. Um, and there was, there was that gentleman that was working with pilot makers. Um, you know, let's see. What was his name? You know who I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah. I totally know who you're talking about. Yeah. We sat by him and yep, that was yep. so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll have to go back and, and bring that up, but but he was great. Uh, and then, of course, you know some of the air show spectators. Um, that's right. kind of what began all of our interviews. I mean, we we did a bunch of episodes before that, but uh, but then you go to episode eleven, and we have Spinny Side Up on, who's uh, our good friend Ken Hess, who's a helicopter pilot. Um, mm-hmm. He flew a UH sixties for the military, and then now he flies a uh, medical helicopter here in Salt Lake City. Wasn't there? Um, wasn't there something about uh, going to the prom with his dad? Uh, in never mind. Yeah, yeah, his jokey. <laughs> he says, he, "Yeah, okay, I'm not even going to go down there." <laughs> I, just, um, I just wanted but, to bring that up. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then there were red flag 19-1, 19-2 uh, interviews and highlights. Uh, you know, we met a bunch of ab geeks there, um, and that was great. Uh, and then episode 20 was fast, Yep. Uh, which was awesome. Um, Can I- fast is F-35 pilot. He was based at Hill Air Force Base. Uh, he's actually in uh, uh, like an extended officer training school mm-hmm. or officer school i don't remember exactly what it's right. called but uh, but he's in alabama right now doing that can i can i bring something up while you're running all this down yeah go you ahead. know what's you know what's cool and you know what's funny at the same time is like when we were at that air show uh the warriors over the wasatch first off mm-hmm. it seems like yesterday uh that we <laughs> did know. that for the first time but um it was, I remember we, we had our, our t-shirts. This was before the ramp swag store even existed. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we got some of our cards made up and we bought that little recorder and, you know, and, and it, it's just, it's so funny. Cause you'd go up to somebody and say, Hey, I'm, you know, Tony, we're Aaron and Ryan from the ramp check podcast and ramp check global. And they're like, who, <laughs> and then, but now now, like when we're wearing ramp swag and we're out there spotting like at Nellis, it's like, oh, you, you're the ramp check guys. And so it's just like, that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty damn cool how that's evolved over the, the last two years, you know, the, the, as long as we've been doing this. So anyway, just wanted to point that out. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, that's a good point. It's, it's a lot of fun, uh, meeting our followers and, uh, you know, we admire their work on Instagram and, and a lot of them post, you know, photos and videos and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it, it's been great. That's been a lot of fun uh, to be recognized and, uh, you know, uh, meet our followers. That's great. Um, and then, uh, of course, and then we move on to episode 21 where I had, uh, uh Jared Harrison, who was the guy on Instagram that had that F-117 fly right <laughs> yeah. over his head in the Panamint Valley. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And yeah, Jared um, was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was I think you did that one solo with him, right? Because you just yeah, did that, a, a, yeah. a call with yeah, him. Yeah, that was – yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, it was kind of a last-minute thing, so I just I just took the reins and just, you know, recorded that so we could have that on, have him on. Um Let's see here. And then, um, you know, we kind of skip ahead. We had a uh, Texas afterburner on, which is cool. Jacob, um, he's a well-known aviation photographer on Instagram. Um, and then we had, um, uh, Barry Hancock, who's, uh, he actually sold his T6 recently. He used to uh, fly the yellow T6 pilot maker, um, air shows. And, uh, it, mm-hmm. it looks like he's posted on his Instagram though a little teaser that he's going to buy a um, either a Yak or a Nanchang, um, probably a Nanchang. Aaron, um, kind of flying around. Yeah, Aaron. What? It's Herbie Hancock. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> um, so sorry. So no, that that that's cool. Um, and then, uh, let's see here. And then our highlights from aviation nation, which is great. We had, uh, uh, now retired, um, general Novotny, uh, mm-hmm. brigadier general, right? Yep. 
Yeah, Brigadier. Yeah, re- yep. now retired. Uh-huh. Uh, he used to be the uh, 57th Wing Commander down at Nellis. Um, and then, you know, some other interviews. We got to talk to, uh, you know, TX Avgeek, uh, BH World, a um, bunch of guys down there at Nellis. So that was fun. Um, geez, we have so many good episodes. Uh, we interviewed Fast again. Right. Uh, and then we had Sluggo on, who was uh, retired uh, uh, Lieutenant Colonel. Um, uh, Sluggo Mark Marcus Sarah. Mm-hmm. So that was fun to have him on. So um, one thing about had him on a couple times. Yeah, we have, and and we need to, and we're going to have him on again. Um, and I know that that you've kind of been talking back and forth with him, and uh, we might have something kind of special in the works for uh, the first part of 2021. So uh, uh, keep listening. Uh, for something along those lines. Yeah, okay. definitely. Okay. We thank we thank Mark, uh, you know, for uh, helping us out and really getting us some good connections. Um, and then, uh, of course, um, Dope Seven Six Seven Driver um, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Holmes. He was he was a lot of mm-hmm. fun hearing his stories. Uh, Buff Images. Um, that was cool to have him on. A young Av Geek. Um, Will Brown. He was a lot of fun. Um, and then we had Spinny Side Up again, and then we had Pig on, who is Acrojet <laughs> on Instagram. And he, he was a wow. fun interview, man. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've laughed so much in any of our interviews than, than uh, Pig's interview. <laughs> well, <laughs> and it was kind of like what I was saying with Val Walker. We're talking to somebody who, who overcame hurdles that were placed, you know, at different points of her career. Um, because she was young, because she's a woman, and this and that, and then, you know, rewind back to uh, Acrojet or Pig, and we're talking about greasy beer farts. <laughs> I know, <laughs> so true, so true. <laughs> well, I mean, if you guys haven't, anybody listening hasn't heard all these interviews, you need to do it. Oh it yeah, so much fun. Um, definitely, <laughs> and. You know, if you haven't done this before, if if some of you are, are new uh, to the podcast, um, go back and listen from the beginning, and you can kind of you can kind of get this evolution that we're that we're talking about of kind of you know who we are, where we started, and kind of as to where we are today. Um, you know, maybe the three of us, maybe we haven't progressed that much, but there's been a lot. In fact, I may have regressed a little bit, but, um, but, but we've had a ton of experiences, um, and you know, a lot of things, I mean, we're at, we're at 10,600 followers now on Instagram. I mean, Mm -hmm. we started with three and I believe that was you, me, uh, you guys and me. So, um, it's thanks everybody for being here with us on the journey, but Aaron, go ahead and keep going. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to mean to interrupt you. There. Yeah, no, that, that's, that, that's cool. And then we had, um, uh, Jeff Bolton on who, uh, uh, is, is famous for, uh, being able to, um, you know, video and fly inside the B2 spirit. Too bad. Uh, the first civilian to do that, which was just amazing. That was a great interview. That was um, great. That, that interview, we actually did a video one too, and it's posted on our YouTube channel, mm-hmm. so you can check that out. That's that's fascinating too. All of his experiences, 
Uh, and then we had Combat Learjet on, who is awesome. Everybody knows Combat Learjet on uh, Instagram. Uh, most av geeks uh, know exactly what that's all about. And he was a lot of fun. He, you know, Definitely. he flew, you know, KC 135s. He flew C 21s, which he calls it the Combat Learjet. Um, and then now he flies civilian uh, 737s. So uh, that was great. Um, and then we had aviation photographer Frank Kravis on. Frank was awesome. He, we still communicate a lot with him, and and uh, <laughs> it's so fun. We're definitely going to uh, have a beer with him in the state sometime in the near future. Oh, definitely. Uh, hopefully. Um, gosh, and then let's see here. Uh, just scrolling through this list here, um, and then oh yes, and and then just recently uh, we had. Uh, Buck Windemann, who mm -hmm. wrote that book, Hogs in the Sand. Yep. And that was a fascinating yep. interview, all about his A-10 experience and, and uh, flying in Desert Storm. Uh, that was so cool. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, fascinating. A-10 is just unbelievable. That Yeah, if I remember right, that was the first time the A-10 was used in combat. Oh, okay. So, so nothing important. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, nothing important. Um, just kidding. <laughs> and then we had uh, Air Force Captain Cammy Richens on. Mm -hmm. uh, Rick Richens. I don't know why. I said Cammy like Bammy. That, Rick, yeah, that's that, that's right. Uh, uh, Ricken. Yes. Uh, Cammy Bammy yep. too. A uh, buff pilot. Uh, she was also uh, a super fape uh, that we learned about on the uh, <laughs> on the uh, podcast. She was really good uh, in her. Uh, uh, had a lot of fun uh, being a fape. And if you don't know what a FAPE is, go listen to the episode. That's right. We're not um, going to give it to you. you got to work for it. That's, that's, that's right. Yep. That's right. Um, and then we had uh, uh, Air Force Captain uh, Kid on, and uh, his call sign is Kid. He's uh, not just a kid, <laughs> but uh, he's an F-35 uh, Lightning II fighter right now, yeah. uh, fighter pilot out of um, Hiller. And, and if you want to. So that was cool to have him on. If you want to hear the story about uh, kids' call sign um, and how it came to be, just it, go back and listen to it. it it's a great story. Christian and dry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Christian and dry. That's right. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Val Walker, who we already talked about. So, yeah. So, anyway, a lot of great interviews. Um, I know it was kind of dry, me just kind of going through the, uh, the list there, but um, a lot of fun. So much fun. Uh, future guests that we were uh, working online, right. lining up and uh, in communication with. So, yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff. Okay. And like Tony yeah, was like saying, just... we're working on something special in January. Um, so I'm going to yep, put. Yep. Gonna... And it's okay to do a little review there. I mean, I think it's cool to kind of look back. And if this is someone's yeah. first episode, then we're kind of giving them, you know, like, hey, go back and. You know, our, our guests are awesome, and to me, that's the favorite part. But then there's also some, you know, a few maybe goofy episodes where we play some games and have some fun and talk about aviation <laughs> yeah. movies and trivia. And, that's but, one of my uh, favorite yeah, episodes. It's, it's another part of the spectrum. Yeah. You know, so, we do a little of everything. So go back and listen from one, and and hopefully we can be a part of your day. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So I'm going to put you guys on the spot here. Um, 
I know in a previous episode, we talked about what our favorite episode had been up to that point. But Mm -hmm. so I want you guys to kind of focus in on our interviews and Mm -hmm. thinking back on all the different guests we've had and who we've had and everything else. What would be your favorite story from the interviews that you guys have heard so far? And we'll each take a turn, but I'll let one of you guys go first. Oh, man. I I Jeez. I mean I can jump I, I, the very first one that pops in my head will probably be the most fun story and just funny and kick ass and everything was was that story that Pig told us when they sonic boom that base in Iraq I mean <laughs> that is just that is comedy that is just the most badass thing I remember like a week after we aired that mm-hmm. that podcast I you know I I I was talking to pig and I'm like, man, I can't forget like that story is in my head. It is so funny. Every time I think of it, it just makes me laugh. I mean, cause, cause he's just like, we're going to sound a boom. Those, what, what did he say? We're going to sound fuckers or something. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. Well, he said, we're going to sonic sonic boom. Those assholes right. or whatever. <laughs> but anyway, it was so funny. That story. Yep. Yeah, definitely one of my favorite uh, funny stories, Ryan. Oh, geez, I uh, you kind of are putting on the spot because I mean, I have a lot of moments that talk about in the podcast. They go anywhere from Mark talking about his September 11th day when he had to plan all the tankers. Oh yeah, you know, and he woke up in the morning. I thought that was a cool story. I thought. I think every one of our Air Force pilots call sign stories are just so fun to hear the ones that can tell them anyway. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, they go they go anywhere from something they did is when, when they were instructing to, you know, farting and being called a pig to <laughs> something they did on a mission. You know, like, I don't know, like, as far as something specific, it's just so hard to really come up with one, but... I think that's a pretty legitimate answer, don't you think? Maybe I can just say all the call sign stories. Okay. Yeah. That'll yeah. that'll work. Um, <laughs> the call sign okay. stories are good. So when when I think about this, I think about okay, so there are funny stories, there are inspiring stories, there are holy shit, that is so cool stories. Yeah. There's all kinds of different stories, so it's kind of hard to narrow it down to one. But I think the story that stands out to me the most um, was when we had Fast on for the second time. And Mm -hmm. that story when he was providing uh, close air support for that that group of uh, soldiers on the ground that were being ambushed. And the one that... uh, uh, the one that was trying to get to a different position and was and was killed, and uh, I just I just remember feeling the the genuine emotion coming from Fast, and I just just being in that moment was was pretty amazing. So that would be my favorite story. Yeah, yeah, it gives me chills just talking about it again. It really does. That oh, was so sure. fascinating. Yeah, I mean, well, then, I mean, yeah. we we could sit here and talk about so many things, but the one that's obviously the most fresh in my head too is just talking to Val, just seeing her talk about how the first time she saw a cockpit and was like, "Yeah, that's kind of like 
how yeah, she that's... said like you know my parents weren't going to keep me out of the cockpit once i saw it you right know? Like, yeah yeah in a, in a lockheed electra sure... <laughs> what's that and, and it was a lockheed electra wasn't it yep it was i, yeah, I it was think it electra, was but mm-hmm. yeah wow unbelievable so yeah. It, yeah i mean and there's so many i mean has to told greats uh, they all have combat literature jeff bolton um oh yeah Hess's story about landing in like the, the, the football stadium the or soccer stadium like that, that yeah. was pretty cool Oof. oh yeah. yeah no he he they were landing um near a house and he remembers looking over with his night vision goggles and seeing this this uh you know uh Gosh, what the hell would you call them? They're not really Iraqis. Insurgents, I guess, is what you'd call them. Um, and he was lifting his AK-47 oh, up to shoot at the right. helicopter, and his guys in the helicopter just took his ass oh, out. Yeah. And Hess is that's like, right. holy shit. Yeah, that's – I mean, it <laughs> happened so fast, he didn't even think about it, you know? Yep. But uh, yeah. that or, or the the story of Combat Learjet uh, – when uh, he had a, a near miss with a B two Spirit in in his KC one thirty five, oh, that's yeah. freaking just just gives you chills. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and uh, this isn't necessarily a chills one, but when Chris talked about taking off a seven fifty seven when it was oh, empty, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Just the way he described that was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, I know. See, I know. Got all sorts of stuff. Oh, we man. do. And, and 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 Jeff Bolton's interview too when he was talking about when he he actually like got to fly the B2. I mean, oh, can you yeah. imagine oh, yeah. ha- taking the controls of a B2 Spirit? Unbelievable. <laughs> Your airplane. Yeah. Well, yeah. Huh? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> but um it's a lot of power. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. But uh, of, of course, I mean, there's like like we're all like we've all been saying, there's so many stories. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we just I'm sure we're we could go on and on. But but yeah, check those episodes out, everybody. Um, you know, um, you're listening now. So you obviously found us. Um, so they're all listed in any place that uh, our podcast is available, which is pretty much any major podcasting uh service available really absolutely you know the the holiday season is coming up so why not give the gift of podcasting to never mind (laughs) (laughs) just just share if we go into our infomercial (laughs) yeah yeah seriously (laughs) just share it wherever it can be shared with your friends and family and and uh you know it's yeah so, um, yeah, so you guys, if you're, well, if you're listening, you are listening. Hello. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the old radio in me. Um, but then again, yeah. that doesn't make sense. This is hey. like the episode where we're all in our rocking chairs with our pipes. Uh, exactly. <laughs> There's a little fire, fire in the background. Yep. Exactly. You know, sipping down yeah. a little cognac. Um, smoking yeah. and say, ah, well, I remember back oh, <laughs> in 20 2 and we started our first, uh, no, no, but it's yeah. funny you should say that because we, we did have a guest lined up, but they weren't able to 
uh, join us because of a uh, of another obligation. And so we're we're what they they call in the music industry we're riffing right now. <laughs> yeah. So we yeah. really didn't. We really didn't have anything planned out. Of course, we never really have anything super planned. I think yeah, one thing we, that we, we like about this podcast. We love to do it organically, yeah, you know, just as we jump on. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. So, um, ah, it's too bad we're not doing a live right now. We could, like, talk to people, interact, and ask questions and stuff. I'm going to figure out how we can do that. <laughs> that would be fun. apparently apparently tony's falling asleep in his rocking chair (laughs) had a little bit too much brandy (laughs) all those talk about being laid back well i guess what we can do is is maybe should we should we talk about a few uh things in the news and current events you want me to segue into that to keep tony awake all right yeah let's i I want to talk about one more thing Um, i am in my jammies right now um (laughs) Nice. Well, I've been in my jammies since I was 12, but um, (laughs) yeah. Thanks for letting us know, brother. Um, um, The the thing I want to talk about is uh, all the uh, the news coming out that uh, there's been a spot. There's been an F117 spotted flying down at Nellis. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's several people there. And so um, the, the cool thing about that, Ryan, is, is um, there was a, a couple F-117s that flew in and out of Miramar uh, recently, uh-huh. and that, that got everybody, like, you know, just just going like crazy. I mean, all the ad geeks were posting about it. Some people got some pictures. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they are from kind of far away, though, because, you know, nobody was really ready, obviously. Oh, yeah. And then... And then a week after that happened, they couple showed up at Nellis, uh, which is just cool. Yeah. So the Air well, Force and and what's yeah? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I just can say the Air Force is definitely not shy about the F one seventeen flying anymore. Nope, they're not. Yeah, well, I mean, if they're gonna take it right off out of Nellis, I mean, there's in always daylight there, but in daylight, and that's the thing. I'm looking at a gorgeous picture right now on the drive dot com. Um, which you can see a link to that off of rampcheckreport.com, um, mm-hmm. which is where all the latest aviation news is, our site that you can you can check out. But uh, there's really kind of a beautiful picture of it. That thing just looks really cool in the middle of the day in the bright sunlight. But, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going to fly it in and out of Nellis during the day, it's definitely not a secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's... It's been really cool because, um, you know, there's obviously a lot of speculation as to who has been operating the F-117, you know, who's been maintaining it. Um, And there's been there was some speculation that maybe it was the uh, the old Red Eagles squadron, you know, that flew the MiGs in secret. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is a fascinating story. And uh, um, we're actually working on getting a guest that was a part of the Red Eagles, um, geez, decades ago, um, which was the uh, the uh, 4477 TES um, Red Eagles. Um, but that speculation kind of shifted to um, uh, Detachment 3 of the uh, 53rd TEG the air force so 
Uh, and one thing that that uh, that I kind of decipher with all this too is, you know, there's been a lot of speculation at how many F-117s are being used. Um, and uh, if you look at the recent photos of the F-117s uh, flying it out of Miramar and Vegas, or, you know, in Nellis in mm-hmm. Vegas, um, there are 18 F-117 silhouettes on the tail. There's a tail band, a, a little red and black checkerboard tail band on, uh, mm-hmm. on these jets flying. And so maybe there's as much as, you know, as many as 18 of them flying. So... Uh, you know, ag- aggressor roles, testing. I mean, you, you never know what they're doing, uh, but it's pretty damn cool. Uh, it's pretty safe to say they're probably, you know, working as, as a really, uh, you know, uh, stealthy aggressor, uh, which is kind of cool. So, right. Yeah. No, that is cool. And I, I was going to ask that before you kept talking. So that's good because I was going to see what you thought their role was. Um, but you know how cool would that be if they're sending it up in these red flag exercises as an aggressor, and you're trying to take out a, uh, you know, an F one seventeen with like an F thirty five or something like that. So, um, yeah. Could you think of any other role that it would be? I mean, as far as well, you know, it's just, if it's not being an an, a, an aggressor or yeah, well, th- given the fact that they've you know been flying it out of Miramar, uh, and there's also been a lot of uh, F one seventeen action spotted, you know, out out over the ocean. So they might be working with the Navy, maybe as like a you know a stealth penetrating aircraft to see how their uh, air defenses. Because I mean, right. the F one seventeen, even though it's like a first generation type you know, stealth aircraft. Um, some may argue it's not really the first generation because the SR-71 obviously had some stealth characteristics built into it, mm-hmm. um, into that design. But, uh, I mean, you know, it's the world's, you know, first, you know, real f- aircraft designed fully for stealth. Um, and it, it, mm-hmm. it's, it, it still is very effective against many enemy air defense systems, you know, around the world. Um, and, uh, you know, they probably use it for that. I would guess, you know, the Navy well, and, and, and here's the a, Air Force. <clears throat> in this article, there's actually a quote where they said they reached out to air combat command. Um, mm-hmm. and it did say they responded, but this was basically it. Here, here's a quote from the article, um, from the response. The Air Force retired the F-117 from active service, but pilots from the Air Force Test Center still fly them for limited research activities. End quote. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, not not really saying too much about it. <laughs> well, given the fact that, that they've been, you know, been seen flying, you know, over California and over the ocean and off the daylight. coast and that they've been in, in and out of Nellis, I'm sure they're doing some kind of an aggressor type role, oh, not man. like necessarily air to air aggressor, um, but you know maybe some type of you know an enemy, you know attack jet or you know I, I guess it could mm-hmm. be some kind of an air to air thing because um, a lot of people don't know this, but the F one seventeen everybody thinks you know that it never had air to air capability. Well, that's actually not true. It did have an air-to-air mission planned for it had we ever went, you know, gone to war with Russia back mm-hmm. in the day before uh, the end of the Cold War, where it, 
it had a mission to use um, sidewinders, so AIM-9, mm -hmm. to sneak up on Russian bombers and shoot them out of the sky um, with AIM-9. Oh, that'd be cool. And, and <laughs> well, so, it'd be cool to be at war, but that's kind of a cool mission. <laughs> Yeah, and a lot of people don't know about that mission, but uh, you know, several F one seventeen pilots that you know are now retired from flying the jet. They they talk about that mission, uh, but a lot of people think the F one seventeen should have been called the A one seventeen, you know, because it was basically you know ground attack. Mm -hmm. um, but actually, you know, could be called an F one seventeen because it did actually have an air to air mission, even though it was limited. There's no radar on the F one seventeen. Um, you know, they couldn't have used any, any kind of, you know, uh, <clears throat> you know, guidance system, you know, for like a sparrow back in the day or mm -hmm. anything like that. But, uh, but anyway, so that's, that, that's actually uh, really cool. I, I'm hoping that we'll see him in uh, red flag 21 something next year. <sighs> it would be awesome to yes. see him in red flag. Absolutely. Yeah. You know the hope. coolest thing about the photos of these uh, F-117s coming out of Nellis? Yeah. And I I just love this. They they put my initials on the tail for me. That's just the coolest <laughs> thing ever. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's right. They're all... Yeah, I'm the, sure the, the that's tail. what they did, brother. <laughs> well, yeah. The tails I are just... painted with a, with a bright white uh, TR, Tango right. Romeo, so... Tony That's for the Tonopah to range. No, it's Tony Rumfalo. Yep. Yeah, well, Keep the you can only alive. wish, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and hope and wish. That We'll give it to you. Oh, oh thank you. That's, that's awesome. So, um, so, so I guess on top of that, that actually segues uh, into one other thing that we'll talk about. I want to talk about Nelson Aggressors. Um, but... Um, the uh, 65th Aggressor Squadron that we've talked about who uh, plans on reactivating down at Nellis, mm -hmm. they, um, with with that 35s, well, news has come out that they're going to be a, a, a also uh, operating F-16s, uh, newer block F-16s. And, and uh, reading this part off of, uh, you know, the drive.com, uh, mm -hmm. the wars, uh, the Excuse me, I can't speak tonight. The war zone section, <laughs> but um, so the uh, 65th aggressors that are going to be reactivated at Nellis Air Force Base, um, as originally reported, are going to reactivate with F-35s, early block F-35s. Well, the news out now is that uh, they're going to be complemented with uh, advanced block uh, block 42 F-16 Vipers. So that's going to be cool to see you know, more Vipers, uh, aggressors, and then, you know, these F-35 aggressors. And uh, nice. there is a lot of word out there that the F-35s are also going to have aggressor paint, just like the uh, uh, 64th aggressor squadron. So mm. that's going to be oh. badass. We cannot wait. I can't wait. I wonder yeah, what some so of cool. those might look like. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's actually... Uh, uh, a few people that have posted uh, photos of of some of that work, um, and we even threw together uh, some some aggressor F thirty fives just based on some of the um, 
64th aggressor paint schemes, mm-hmm. um, you know, that we have available in some of our ramp swag stickers and some shirts. And um, so we're, we're excited to, to see what actually ends up uh, being painted. So, so that's going to be good. Um, and uh, that um, 65th aggressor news um, I got off of the drive, the war zone section. Um, and uh, yeah, look, really looking forward to that. That's going to be great. And they're supposed to be activated in 2021. So, you know, maybe we'll see some 65th aggressor action in one of the red flags next year, or maybe not. Pretty exciting. Yeah. Well, can't wait. Sounds like we'll have to, uh, or it sounds like we might have some surprises when we go to Red Flag next year, huh? Yeah, definitely. Oh, that definitely, would be awesome. Brother. I know. It sounds Go like forward. it's going to be a lot of fun to cover those operations down in Nellis. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. what's also interesting is Nellis. Uh, people were, let's see, was it? Yeah, it was Nellis. Uh, there was a, a MI-28 Hind helicopter flying around down there, too. So What? Um, yeah. Really? Yeah, That's exactly. And so, um, you know. Who knows what that mission is? I'm sure it's some type of a, you know, an aggressor with some operations. But that's actually pretty cool. That's pretty yeah, exciting. The old hind. Weren't be... those in uh, the old Iron Eagle movie? Or am I thinking of a different movie with the I, hinds? Well, I they... remember them in Red Dawn. Yeah, yeah. There, there the was original quite a one. few of those '80s movies, or you know. Right, <laughs> yeah. Not the not the stupid remake they did a few years ago with Tom Cruise's hysterical, horribly awful actor son. Um, I think the original <laughs> one didn't have like Patrick Swayze in it or something. I think it was Patrick Swayze, right? Oh, it's, been, it's been forever since I've seen the first Red Dawn. Well, I am a lot older than you guys too, so. yes you are that's very true brother (laughs) that's funny very true oh yeah so um so yeah uh any other stories you guys want to uh bring up right away i mean i've got a i've got a couple that we could jump right into yeah Um, go right ahead um what tony go right ahead Oh, I was just going to say, um, maybe it was um, one that you were going to talk about. Oh, by the way, Tony, I just looked it up. It, it is uh, Patrick Swayze and Charlie Sheen and the old Red Dawn. That's um, right. That's right. Anyway, um, just uh, want to discuss the Blue Angels, you know, making their final flight in the uh, FA-18 Hornets, and they're going to transition now to the Super Hornet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exciting. That's right. So we knew that was coming. So that was kind of cool. There's some good. There's some really cool shots of it. Um, you know, down there in Florida, flying in formation, obviously, and it was kind of their final formation flight. And now they're going to be transitioning and switching into the Super Hornet, which I can't wait to see that. That should be pretty badass. Yeah, that's going to be cool. But, you know, and and. Uh, you know, some people may not know this, but, uh, you know, the Super Hornet's about 20% bigger than the Legacy Hornet. So, you know, seeing those going to be big. <laughs> yeah, seeing those four to six jets all together flying in formation, and it's going to be awesome. Louder, bigger, 
uh, more presence. Yeah, it's it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see the Blue Angels and the Super Hornet uh, soon. But that's uh, gonna, that's yeah. going to be crazy because they've been flying the the. Uh, well, the legacy be an F-18, obviously. Yeah, they've been the, flying the legacy 86. Hornets for 34 years. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, 80, yeah. 86, they transitioned to the F-A-18A and uh, B models. Um, and then they flew that for actually, for a while. It wasn't until 2010 that they transitioned to the C and D model. Um, right. So they flew the A and B models for a lot longer than the C and D, but... Uh, but yeah, yeah, really, really cool. Uh, excited to see the uh, Blue Angels in the new Jets. Yep. Well, hopefully we can air shows. will come back next year, and we'll be able to go catch them because I know that's something I want to see. Um, so just hoping and praying. Just get this fucking year out of the way, and gosh, I know twenty twenty one will be a little different. Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Yeah. Air shows, well, red flags, yeah. everything, yes. man. Concerts, exactly. everything Concerts, needs to go back. Everything. Vegas, everything needs to go back to normal. <laughs> right? Yep. Masks. Yep. Um, what else? Right. What else did you have, Aaron? Uh, I know you so, said. Yeah, you so yeah. So there, there's. Others, and I threw that one. Yeah, there's a couple others. Um, uh, staying on the military topic, um, you know. And it's so funny. We really haven't talked about this a lot on the podcast, but uh, you know, the U.S. Air Force uh, has built and flown a full-scale prototype of a sixth-generation fighter. And when that news dropped, uh, gosh, that was like towards the end of September, right? Everybody was just blown away because we're like, "What? They actually have flown right. a prototype of a sixth-gen?" You know, fighter and the six gen fighters, you know, it'll be designed to replace, you know, the F twenty two and eventually the F thirty five. Um, so it's it's just crazy. And and the thing that's cool about it, and we've spoken about this aspect about the development um in in past episodes, but uh, you know, Dr. Will Roper, um, who's basically in charge of, you know, new technology and and, and you know, keeping the specifically the Air Force, um, you know, ahead of everybody else. Um, he was talking about a program this year where, you know, they have like a, you know, a digital century series uh, of aircraft and, and prototypes, you know, on the computer. And so when they build prototypes, they can actually rapidly prototype um almost kind of like, you know, 3D printing a prototype of a design from your computer. Right. Uh, that is so cool. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they can actually, you know, design something and, and rapidly prototype it and fly it and make changes in the computer for manufacturing or for, you know, aerodynamics, whatever they need to do. Um, and it really, the, the, the main... Um, aircraft or the the precursor for all this is is boeing's new t7 red hawk um because uh you know th that's basically how boeing designed and, mm -hmm. and built you know with all this digital engineering um this t7 and so you know there's a lot of talk that the air force 
and, and probably other branches too. I would imagine the Navy will be on board with this, the Marines, um, and maybe even the, uh, the army eventually with their, their helicopters. And, but, um, you know, there's been a lot of talk that the, instead of these huge, you know, decade-long development programs for, for aircraft like, you know, any other aircraft in the past, you know, especially the F-35 and the F-22 and, mm-hmm. and those is, is having, you know, more designs that are only supposed to last like, you know, 10 years instead of trying to drag out 30 and 40 and 50 years out of an airframe is you build something that's designed for the current environment Mm -hmm. and, uh, and it's only supposed to last about 10 years. And then you build something else completely different after that. So the variety of aircraft that, that the military could, could utilize over the next, you know, several decades could, could be many different types and variants. And, uh, you know, once they start wearing out within 10 years, there's already something lined up to replace it for the threat in the next decade and, and further. So it's actually a pretty cool way of thinking if, if, if you think about it. Um, well, when you, it's, when almost you... kind of, it's almost kind of like, a, you know, the iPhone model, you know, it's like there's right. a new iPhone that <laughs> comes out every so often. And, and that's how, uh, you know, aircraft, uh, you know, that the development of aircraft might be that way. Well, you look uh, at how in the near future, you look at how aircraft were developed in the past mm-hmm. and <clears throat> a big reason why some of these aircraft programs are so expensive is because the amount of money that went into developing the mm-hmm. aircraft, it's not just the production of it, but it's the development. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's right. You take that time, you take that extra money out and it, there's got to be some mathematical model out there that says it's less expensive to develop this way and have a new a new aircraft every 10 years than it is to go through the initial development the way they did it the old way and then try and extend the life, you know, and the maintenance of an aging airframe, if you will. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, technology is cool. <laughs> I know. So it's supposed to right. save, you know, billions of dollars and, and uh, you know, uh, really deliver uh, aircraft um, for the, you know, the current environment and what the military needs at the time. So, mm-hmm. and I would imagine even, you know, commercial aviation will probably be on board with developing like this. Um, right. You know, I wouldn't even doubt, you know, Boeing's next aircraft, you know, there's a lot of talk about their, you know, their mid-market aircraft that they were developing, which which they canceled when the 737 MAX crisis hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't imagine, you know, I would imagine it's probably not too far off that they'll probably develop their next airliner that way. Can I just say um, something about yeah. these these manufacturers like Boeing and Airbus? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is something that's been pissing me off since... Oh, I don't know. Since like the Sonic Cruiser. Remember the Boeing Sonic Cruiser? Town's kind of changed there, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Sonic Cruiser was cool, man. Right. So just a message to Boeing and Airbus and whoever else. All right. Enough with the boring two fucking engine airplanes. Come on. We've seen them all. We've seen them stretched. We've seen them fat. We've seen them (laughs) short. 
build something cool looking again, would you guys? Something like the Sonic Cruiser or something, you know, supersonic. Screw economics. Come on. It doesn't need to be economy, <laughs> yeah, economic. Right. It just needs to be cool. All right. <laughs> yeah. <back. laughs> yeah. Well, that's probably not realistic, but, but, uh, it's, not. I don't know, you know, with, with, uh, these new supersonic, uh, passenger jets being developed again, you know, maybe there is something on the horizon that, uh, you know, be really, you know, radical design like the Sonic cruiser. Right. Um, who knows if, if nine 11 had never happened, the Sonic cruiser might've happened. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it might have. But, um, it's really yeah. possible. And, maybe, and I'm yeah. just, I'm just saying that to be funny because I think the Dreamliner oh, is a know. really cool looking plane. I I even I think the A three fifty is a cool looking aircraft. I just like to see something a little flashier. Just Yeah. Well that's know, what that's right. what liveries are for. Well, yeah, but come on. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I, I tell you what is another good looking airplane that's new is that uh uh A two twenty that Airbus bought off of uh, Bombardier. So basically the Bombardier C-Series, C -series, yes. Yeah. Well, when you look up the aircraft on flight trackers and ADS-B and all that, it still says, C like, it's a C-Series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, because that, that's the certification that, that mm -hmm. it, you know, received. Um, and we get to see But yeah, that E-220, that's absolutely just beautiful. We see them in and out of Salt Lake all the time because Delta has a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainline Delta, not not regional airlines. Those are mainline aircraft. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And and um, uh, just recently too, uh, Airbus um, delivered the very first. Um, and I don't have that article pulled up in front of me, but I know it just recently happened. The, the uh, do you guys have one, that yeah. for you? <laughs> Or was it? Uh, uh, I don't have that in front of me. They Let's delivered their first here. what, brother? I have to do. Their very first uh, U.S. built A220. Oh yeah. Because Airbus established, you know, manufacturing. Um, I think it was in Louisiana. Well, they still uh, they still build the three, the A320 here in the states. Yeah, but they also started building. Oh, yeah. Okay, here's here's the it's article. Like Alabama so or this something, is at, isn't it? This is at key .arrow. Um Let's see here. October twenty third, twenty twenty. Airbus handed over the first A two twenty to Delta Airlines um, after breaking ground on their Alabama facility. That's um, what just I said. Under two Alabama. Years. Yep. So I guess it wasn't <laughs> Louisiana. It's Alabama. Um, that's cool. I mean, they're building them here even, so that's great. Um, and uh, it was an eight two twenty dash 300 series. So, um, so that's cool. I think that's Delta's first 300. They, a lot of them that fly in out of Salt Lake city are all one hundreds. Um, so that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's um, a cool looking aircraft. I'm looking yeah. at photos of it right now. Oh, it's beautiful, man. And and Airbus is also coming out with a with a business jet version of it that's just killer looking. Mm -hmm. So so beautiful. Yeah, that's nice. Av Geek talk right there. Beautiful airplanes. Well right. you know, and beautiful. It'll be a it'll be a great day when we have the 
um, the ramp check uh, A220 corporate jet unveiling party. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know the ramp check right. little swoop ramp swoosh thing will look really good on the tail. And that looks sexy That's on the sure. tail. Oh right. yeah, brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, and then speaking of Delta, uh, again, um, this article from uh, uh, Key Dot Arrow, uh, Atlanta-based Delta Airlines operated its final flight using the Boeing Triple Seven on October thirty-first. And we may have mentioned that in the past episode. I don't remember. I think we were talking about that they were getting close to retiring them all. But, uh, yeah, Delta decided to part ways with the 777, which, God, I just make makes no sense to me. I mean, Mm-mm. apparently somebody that's paid a lot more than me is uh, – crunching numbers in a way that we probably won't ever understand but uh or or that they wanted to retire it that same person gets paid a lot more by airbus than they do by boeing (laughs) that's true (laughs) yeah yeah i know we can only hope delta i mean delta's kind of gone all in with airbus man with all their a350 orders boy they sure um but um you know they still have some Delta wide bodies. I mean, they got the 767. Um, and, and speaking of the 767, Delta's been flying their uh, their Dash 400ER into Salt Lake City quite a oh, bit lately. So they are again? Yeah, that's kind of cool to see. I mean, they're pretty rare. There's not too many 400s out there. So I got to fly on a 400 from L.A. to Honolulu and then from nice. Honolulu back to Salt Lake City. Uh on that same trip and i just i loved the feel of that airplane because if you look at the 767 200 it's it's a wide body but it's kind of short and stubby looking if you look at the original ones yeah but that 400 it's just it's so long and it's still definitely a wide body i just it looks oh i just it's i don't know I but I love the way it felt because I've I've felt on I've I've flown on a few different 767s, but the uh, the 400 just had the best feel to it when when you take off and land. I I guess it's hard to describe, but uh, what a great airplane! Yeah. I I hope I get to see yeah. one again. Yeah, it's it, it's cool. Those days are probably pretty numbered, but uh, yeah, it looks it, it basically looks like uh, a stretched. 767 300 mm-hmm. uh, with a 777-300ER wing. I mean, because, right. I mean, it looks a lot like the 777 wing because it has the raked wing tips, mm-hmm. uh, exactly. which, which is really cool yes. um, to see. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, crazy all these retirements because of COVID. It's just so sad. All the 747s and and A380s and triple sevens all being, re- you know, tons of them being retired. Um, so, you know, what, of course, anyway. What ahead, happens brother. when the demand comes back? Well, I mean, that is a great question. And, and you know, it's because it's not like you can just go pull one of these parked aircraft and, uh, you know, put it into service overnight. I mean, right. it, it takes weeks, maybe a month uh, to get these aircraft right uh, back, back up to speed. So well, to speak. And, and 
and to be fair, I mean, demand isn't going to come back overnight either. So maybe they'll be able to identify some trends. But, but you know, some of these airlines, they're they're retiring these aircraft, um, like like that story that we were talking with uh, Chris, dope seven six seven driver about. You know, he said that they were retiring a bunch of their was it the seven fifty sevens early. Yeah, and, and the 767s. And, yeah, so, but they did have the option to bring some of those back into service. So, so I don't know yeah, if the retirement. Seven, the 757s for sure, but. I, so I don't know if retirement actually means they're just going into storage and if they still, you know, own the, those particular aircraft or however the lease I, works. I, I think a lot of these or, will never fly again. Oh, unless, so sad. You know, cargo operators you know start snagging them up and right you know i i, I think the older less efficient aircraft they're they're probably done but oh, well, uh, yeah that i mean that makes sense for sure yeah i i mean i guess that's good for the manufacturers for the future because mm-hmm. you know if if um, you know somebody ever needs you know a really good twin engine wide body uh, there's plenty of, you know, 787s they could buy. Uh, the new 777X uh, is just badass and awesome. Um, oh, yeah. A350. And, and you know, there's going to be a lot of parked A380s that will probably fly again just because, gosh, some of these that are parked are, gosh, five, ten years old. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> so I know. You know it's they're not still, very old. Yeah. I mean, Airbus is still delivering. A380s they they've uh they're almost done building the last one but but still um yeah it'll be interesting to see what uh, what happens with the uh with the airline market with all these wide bodies being uh being parked and you know retired whatever is going on but uh mm-hmm. oh man we live yep. in an interesting time that's for sure did you guys see that 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 airport in Berlin that they've been building for like the last 30 years finally opened. <laughs> it did? Yes. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't oh, see no. that. Wow. <laughs> Nearly <laughs> a funny. decade after it was, a, it was originally or initially slated to open, Berlin's new Brandenburg Airport finally made its operational debut on Saturday. So oh, just cool. on Saturday by landing its nice. first two aircraft. Um, but yeah, there were there were all kinds of troubles with that airport. Um, you can read the article. It's uh, there's a link to it on ramcheckreport.com. I just thought that was pretty interesting that finally, uh, finally that thing was open. Yeah. So construction. What airport, what, what airport is that replacing? What traffic is that replacing? Um, um, do you know, I, I don't know enough about it. So, so, um, uh, airport, I believe. Which mm. so basically, it Schoenfeld Airport was the original, but then they built it around Schoenfeld, and the old mm. Schoenfeld Airport is now known as Terminal Five at Brandenburg, <laughs> which I thought was pretty That's interesting. <laughs> um, but uh, they're they're still using the 1960s era Schoenfeld runway. Uh, but it's been renovated and relengthened to I think thirteen thousand feet uh, or something like that. But construction began in two thousand six with an mm-hmm. anticipated opening of two thousand eleven. 
but it slipped a half a dozen times for varying reasons. The failure of critical fire protection, uh, budget just ballooning, um, and it basically it says here in the article that it become it had become a source of national embarrassment. Well, <laughs> well, German people of Germany. Uh, <laughs> the embarrassment is no longer anyway so yeah yeah that was interesting <laughs> That's funny. since we're talking Maybe. about airbus Very and nice. stuff like that so yeah but, um, uh, so i also wanted to mention um our new youtube video that that we posted recently um oh, yeah. of the uh Antonov and 225. Um, so the backstory on that is, uh, you know, since we're talking about wide bodies, we might as well talk about the widest body aircraft out there right now. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, Antonov and 225 flew into uh, Phoenix Mesa Gateway Airport back in 2003 when I was actually one of the uh, ramp supervisors out there when I was Holy working the ramp. Shit, that was and, 2003? Uh, yeah, dude, that was in 2003. <laughs> wow. So, so long, long ago. Long time ago. Yeah, and, and uh, <laughs> Excuse it, me. it did what it's done a bunch of times. Uh, it delivered a huge 300,000-plus pound payload. Uh, it was like an a electrical transformer or something to one of the local uh, power companies there uh, in uh Arizona. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was so cool. Cause I mean, in 2003, it still had its original livery. Um, you know, it, it, it just still looked like it just came right out of the USSR. <laughs> um, that, that, that was what was so cool about that. But, um, uh, uh, Tony and I document it, uh, from, from the night it came in, it stayed one night and then it departed the next evening and Tony flew down the next day. I was there for its arrival at uh, in the evening and the night before, um, you know, and mm -hmm. the video is basically like a, like a really long, you know, B roll footage video, but it's, it's so fascinating because, you know, the sounds and, 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 you know, you see it and we get to go inside of it. Uh, you know, we, we hear it land and thrust reversers mm -hmm. and then, you know, start up, take off, um, you know, fold the nose back down, um, you know, the front landing gear, a lot of people don't know this, um, you know, in the C5 Galaxy, um, it, it, it squats down with a bunch of like jack screws. So it gets lower to the ground. Right. Uh, well, the Antonov, the, the front landing gear actually uh, fold forward. And uh, I don't know what the technical term would be, but that those kind of squat down the tail kind of raises up so it's kind of cool how they do that but uh, mm -hmm. in that you you can see all that and it's it's really fascinating and really cool to see it you know all the way back you know 2003 um which is right. crazy almost 20 years ago i can't believe that 20 years i can't years believe ago. that that was that long ago yeah <clears throat> so if you guys want to see what i look like with hair um, <laughs> and a few extra pounds. Oh, and if you want to see what I look like when I'm really fat, um, yeah. yeah, you get fat, Tony, on that video. That was that was like that was like two and a half of me. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, you're quite a bit bigger. I, I you know, saw I that fluctuated video, I like, weight my whoa. whole life, and I, I'm a little bit heavier in that video than I am now, too, and Gosh. it's kind of funny. I tried to edit out all the worst angles. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, that was a big airplane. That was really cool, and probably a once in a lifetime chance to uh, uh, to see that. And and the other thing too is, man, when they unloaded their payload, that thing took off on a dime. Yeah. Did you yeah, notice how up, short man. that rollout was? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Definitely. Or the takeoff roll, not it the rollout. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it did not take that long to take off. It was it was gone. It was so cool. It was pretty. Yeah, amazing. I wish I could have seen that. I've I've had the opportunity to see the two twenty four at uh, Salt Lake and or the the one twenty four, one twenty four, or the one twenty four. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And that was when they did that. Uh, they did that race. I can't remember what it was called with all the exotic. Yeah, the, cars the the Gumball three thousand. Yeah, that's what it was, and yep. it was crazy because when we parked that thing and they unloaded, like they wasted like zero time from the time the cars rolled off the aircraft when they started up and left was like within ten to fifteen minutes. Wow! They just got on the road and went to Vegas. It was like, but it was it was some kind of race thing, and I think that's why they did it. But yeah, they were using the one twenty four for that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. That was crazy, man. Must be nice to live how the other half lives, huh? (laughs) Or the one percent, actually. (laughs) Yeah, not even half. (laughs) All right. Oh man. But uh, but yeah, wow, that's pretty awesome. Um, Hey, want to give a. Before we uh, before we end the podcast, we need to give a shout out to our newest patron. Oh hell yeah, definitely go for it. So Matt, does Matt want us to say his name? That's okay. Uh, it's on get, it's on get, Patreon. Give out his Instagram handle. Okay. Um, I do I have it on here? Let me look. I don't think his Instagram. It, no, it just gives just me his, his email first address. First and last so. name with an underscore in the okay. middle. Hey Matt <laughs> underscore Wadman. <laughs> There's your super secret Instagram <laughs> handle. Um, yeah. Hey, man, thank you very much for being our latest patron. And uh, just so you guys know, Matt signed up as one of our $50 expert av geeks. And, yes, uh, we appreciate it. We're, we're thrilled. We're honored. And I love his, uh, his story. Um, what did he say? Uh, game on, fellas. Yeah, game on. That's right. Yeah, so yeah, so y'all be hearing from him uh, sometime soon. We're gonna have him on the podcast. Uh, uh, talk aviation. He's uh, obviously a, a true av geek. Well, he's an expert av geek. Mm-hmm. He is definitely <laughs> so, an expert av geek. Yeah. So so um, yeah, we look forward to that. And and uh, Matt's actually really cool. I, we've um, been talking back and forth with him through DM uh, for a while. Um, even through uh, my personal Instagram and we've always, you know, talked a lot about, he lives up in the Hill Air Force Base, Utah area. So, you know, we'll talk about, you know, and going on around Hill Air Force Base and the F-35 and, and a few other programs. But uh, yeah, we, we appreciate the support. Uh, we'll do everything we can to not disappoint you. 
Yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, if you want yes, to find out you. what uh, benefits that we offer on the different tiers on our Patreon, uh, if you're on Patreon, you can just do a search for us, Ramp Check Global. That's Ramp Check, one word, and then global as a second word, just so you don't get confused. Um, or you can go to rampcheckglobal.com and there is a link to our Patreon page there, as well as a link to our aviation and aerospace news website, rampcheckreport.com, uh, where you can see a lot of the stories that we talk about today or pretty much any time uh, on the Ramp Check podcast. And, um, uh, and then, of course, there's also a link to our Ramp Swag store. That's another way that you can support the podcast. And I've got three words for you, people. Three words. Are you listening? You paying attention? Christmas tree skirts. <laughs> I know. Aren't those badass? That's those right. are so cool. I, that is, I put those up today. Available as of today. That is so funny. So you can... <laughs> awesome. I mean, it's cool. So I'm trying to think which one I'm going to get for my Christmas tree. I'm torn between... Um, gosh, I so think, I'll, I'll, let I me think... list the ones we have. So we have the U.S. Air Force F-15, F-16, F-22, F-35 silhouette fighters all together in the same design mm -hmm. Christmas tree. Um, the U.S. Air Force B-1, B-2, B-52s, um, the F-117, a black and red checkerboard, uh, the U.S. military roundel design, you know, the the star and bar mm -hmm. um and then the uh u.s air force demo teams uh one which is really cool it's got the a10 uh f16 f35 and f22 demo team jets all together um and then even a even a bush plane with with skis on it which is kind of cool <laughs> so that, that it's right in with winter time exactly uh you know uh, so that works. And then we have a splinter camo one and then a, uh, a, a USA flag one. So, so I'm trying uh, yeah, to think some cool. Av geek I skirts. think, yeah, if you've got, <clears throat> if you've got a ramp check Christmas tree skirt, you are like the Av geek winner of the year. And so that's why you should get one. Um, I'm torn <laughs> between the unofficial USA FACC demo and the Nighthawk. Well, but then there's the bombers. Oh, shit. The roundel. I don't know what to get. I so, know. They are go, pretty cool. They turned out pretty badass. They did. So go to the Ramp Swag store right now. We've also got a lot of other new really cool designs. Uh, the Caution Weight Turbulence with the AN-225 Maria. Um, yeah. There's some stickers. We've got some hats. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the, the hoodies. New, the new uh, uh, F. F-16 uh, with the 457th Fighter Squadron, the SPADS. That's the, uh, you know, the Texas flag oh, yeah, team yeah. F-16. We've got some stickers, yep. hats, uh, shirts, hoodies of that, too. Um, gosh, a little bit of everything, guys. Go on yep. uh, if you haven't been on and check it out. I even uh, uh, uploaded some new duffel bags that we're now offering, uh, which are pretty cool with a bunch of these designs. That is uh, so wow. cool. There's a little of everything on um, here. <laughs> and there's some, uh, you know, we've got the uh, the U.S. flag, the red, white, and blue ramp swag shirts as well. Um, and uh, which uh, which line is that that we just got the picture 
uh, posted from the uh, Utah National Guardsman, um, the uh, the AH-64 Apache. Oh crew, gosh, the, so we sent we we sent uh, three different designs. Um, mm -hmm. They were all with the uh, with the Apaches um, and U.S. flag um, together. There's there's not a specific line for those. It's just part of what's available in the Ramp Swag Store. But uh, but yeah, they. Uh, with the U.S. flags and and the cool thing is is one of the designs that we have it's 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 red white and blue it's it's red and then white the um, aircraft or in this case the Apache is is a white silhouette and then the blue it kind of, it almost kind of like look looks like a, uh, a like a sports team logo yeah uh, you know like a league logo um, you know when you think of Major League Baseball or the NBA or something like that. Um, even though we're not really watching them a whole lot lately uh, or going right. to games. But, um, um, but th those are cool designs. Um, gosh, we, we've wanna, got wanna so many. want to thank those guys for, for sending us that picture. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Of, uh, it's it's really great. Those, those guys, <laughs> um, they're uh, obviously we'll say an undisclosed location uh, just because of the safety and security for those guys. Cause Absolutely. When they're uh, flying Apaches, they're in areas that are not friendly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so for sure, uh, we wish them obviously uh, their continued mission safety and uh, you know bring the rain, baby. Uh, right. You know. Um, but yeah, we have almost eleven 1 hundred products listed now on the Ram Swag store. Um, so and I you know and I brought up Christmas for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, um, number one, get yourself some Christmas tree skirts. Come on, come on. Yeah, they are pretty cool. Man. They let's are, have, right? Y'all buy some, post it. Uh, we'd love to see under your tree. That's that's pretty pretty <laughs> cool. But so with the unfortunate reality of 2020 being an absolute shit show, uh, and what <laughs> I'm talking about is um the postal service. <laughs> you know, different parcel delivery services or whatever. It could be slow a little bit. Black Friday is just a couple weeks away, people. So um, get your orders into the Ramp Swag store in now. Y you know you've got an Avgeek in the family. I mean, you're listening to the podcast for crying out loud. So yeah, either get, you get your gifts early yes. and, and as quick as you can. Don't wait until the last minute because – this year, with with it, it's going to be the busiest online shopping year in history because of this whole COVID scare and, and everything right. going on. Um, so it's uh, things are going to be backed up. Things are going to take a little bit of time. So if you get your Christmas shopping done early, you will be taken care of. We've actually had a few uh, of our followers and customers that have already done that and specifically said that. So they yep. wanted to get these some things done before uh, the holiday shopping rush starts. Absolutely. And if you want, um, if you want your very own personal discount code to the ramp swag store, you can do that through Patreon. Just saying. Um, and so yeah, we'll, uh, give, we'll give you a 15% off coupon. You can use anytime on any product. Absolutely. So yeah, get that Christmas shopping done. All right. So, uh, anything else we're going to add to the podcast today other than where you can find the podcast? Aaron? Gosh, I don't know. I yeah. think we covered a lot. Uh, just I remember, good. 
Yeah, go to rampcheckglobal.com. That's where you can find pretty much anything about us and the Ramp Swag store, the podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you for listening. I think we've pretty much covered everything. Yeah, other. I, I think we have, Ryan. Agreed. Okay. Yep. yep. I'm uh, on board with that as well. All righty. Don't forget, you can find the Ramp Check podcast pretty much anywhere where you hear podcasts. And if you forget... Just go to rampcheckglobal.com. That's a great way to find it. We've got a YouTube channel as well. Uh, that's accessible through the Ramp Check Global page. Check out that latest uh, video that we just put up of the AN-225 uh, that's on there. We've got some vintage air show stuff and uh, lots of other cool things to check out. So, Aaron, where can everybody find you on social media? They can find me at Aaron Rumfollow at pretty much any social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and also Parler. Um, now a member of Parler, which is uh, oh, yeah. turning out to be a better platform than Twitter just because they don't censor everything. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Parler. And uh, we also, I'm also going to get a, um, and probably do this for uh, Ramcheck Global too, um, a parlor and also a, a rumble account yeah i was just gonna uh, so suggest idea. Maybe yeah so keep, sure. keep an eye out for those but uh but that's where you can find me and then of course i always say this every time but uh, anything aviation or av geek uh related uh through at ramp check global ryan um you can find me at rum follow me and that's the same with instagram Twitter, and I was just going to add what Aaron said. It's a good idea that we are adding those, but mm -hmm. uh, Twitter and YouTube and Instagram, they're not censoring everything. They're just censoring when you speak the truth. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Or, and, you and, go and, ahead and, and lie, then I'll keep it on there. So, right? It's so, it's so funny how, you know, these platforms were designed for people to speak their minds and to speak what's yep. important to them. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, all these outlets are starting to say, well, you can't speak your that mind anymore. That goes against our guidelines. Yeah. yeah. That so goes it's, against the guidelines. It's That's not true. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yeah. anyway, you can find me there. But um, yeah, we're going to uh, also explore those other other avenues for ramp check global but also uh maybe we will start giving out our personal accounts on those as well but yeah. uh yeah. yeah tony you're up your turn well considering that i'm still in instagram jail or oh, insta gitmo still, huh? yes <laughs> how dare you speak the truth and right yeah i know or, or or even if it's not the truth regardless of like it's your opinion, so what? Well, that's why let, people exactly. let everybody express their damn opinion. Well, that's the Big thing. Deal. That's why people can comment yep. on your post because if they don't like your post, they can tell you they're a dipshit, and then they can cancel their account so nobody can come back and yell at them. I mean, it's <sighs> whatever. Well, yeah, and let's so, say you let's say you tell me some. I give an opinion, and you tell me that. I have the freedom of my own account to block that person and say, like, right. well, I don't want to hear what you have to say. But the fact that the big tech, like the people running these sites are doing it for us, 
is <laughs> yeah. kind of annoying. It, it really you know, is, and it's you, yeah, it is. Uh, you remember that movie Couples Retreat uh, with <laughs> yes. Vince Vaughn? Yeah. And remember when they're they're doing their their couples therapy on the island, and Vince Vaughn he starts to mumble, "I know my truth." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember. Everybody that, knows their own oh, yeah. truth, for God's sakes. Oh, and man. yes, there there are truths that you can't dispute, but everybody has an opinion about truths. That's yep. one thing. Exactly. That's, you know, yep. just <laughs> you know, opinions. <sighs> they're they're like assholes. Everybody's got one. Yep. Exactly. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yep. <laughs> so. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anyway, um, you were saying so, you were an Instagram jail, Tony, yep. but uh, I don't know so, if you ever actually said what you're... Right. So Twitter on Twitter, was. do me a solid, guys. Go give me a follow on Twitter, would you? At uh, TRumFollow, that's at T-R-U-M, like Mike, F like Fox, A-L-L-O, at TRumFollow on Twitter. Just stop what you're doing right now, jump on Twitter find me give me a follow because i had a hell of a lot more followers on instagram than i do on twitter and i seem to say a lot more on twitter than i did on instagram for some reason oh it's because i can't say anything on instagram right now but anyway i digress um but like aaron mentioned i am also on parlor at t rum follow as well so uh find me there give me a follow or an echo or a shout or however the hell that thing works on that one i'm still figuring that out but um, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and of course, uh, for the three of us, anything that's uh, ramp check related, aviation related at ramp check global. Yeah. And, and, and the last thing I'll add about all this is really honestly, like everybody can have their own opinion and everybody can voice whatever they feel. It's it's not like who cares? Like it, it, it's OK. We, we can be adults about everything, no matter mm -hmm. what it is whether it's aviation or political or financial or, I mean, whatever it is, uh, you know, we could probably argue for hours as to why, you know, the SR-71 is probably the most badass aircraft of all time. No, you can't. Um, <laughs> but see what I'm saying? Like, it, I don't know. We just, I, I think everybody just needs to realize, you know, we're all in this life together. Come on, let's let, let's all get along and let's all work out our differences and definitely point out when something needs to be called out that's ridiculous. And for God's and, sake, people, grow a skin. Yeah, seriously. That's Everybody's so too damn right. touchy about everything. He hurt my feelings. He said something <laughs> that offended me. Yeah, I know. I know. That's funny. But anyway. Anyway. Um, but yeah. We digress. But, uh, yes. But uh, but yeah, give us a follow. Um, tell us about your friends. Share and subscribe to the podcast where you can. Uh, you can still, you can rate us on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate that. But uh, sharing is caring, people. Spread the word. We'd love to get a lot more listeners. We'd love to... Uh, uh, you know, just, just kind of keep the momentum that we've got. So, uh, thank you again for listening to the ramp check podcast and little brother. Just going to say, thanks for listening. Uh, speak up, speak the truth. God bless you. God bless America and good day. <laughs>